Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 231 of the show. So this episode is all about a bunch of different tips that I think anybody who's going to be super successful in any kind of business, not just network marketing needs to make sure they are aware of. As always, if you enjoy this episode, please feel free to subscribe. Well, just go do it. Like, come on, you love me? Then stop listening and go subscribe right now. Thank you. And then leave a five-star review. I appreciate all of you. And then screenshot it at any point that you get value. Put it in your story and tell me what your biggest takeaways are. Tag me, tag some friends, etc. Today's podcast shout out reviewer and make sure you get your reviews in because today's Friday. Giveaways are on Monday, so you'll have a couple of days. Is Shans Z underscore 71 best addition to my day? Five stars. Jessie Lee is quote must listen podcast. Her focus is for us network marketers, but her inspiration is for anyone. Listening is part of my day, even a replay of an older one. I am bolder and my more authentic self in business now. She walks the walk of servant leadership and shares it with a generous heart. Thank you so much. I don't know who you are, but I appreciate that so, so much. And as always, if any of you want me to train your teams, just shoot an email over to ask ASK Jessie Lee at gmail.com. You just need 30 people or more on a live training and it doesn't have to be network marketing it can be overall business I've had a lot of real estate people schools whatever I would love to help your team and then anytime I post something on Instagram make sure you're one of the first comments I will pin the best three comments on any of my photos just for some clout love you guys appreciate you guys enjoy episode 231 of the show today's training though because we need to get into training um is about the 14 characteristics. It might not be 14. I literally might ramble and I might give you less. I might give you more, but I wrote, I scribbled down 14. And so I'm calling it 14 (laughs) characteristics of successful business owners. And specifically, um, things that I thought as small business owners or large business owners for some of us who are manifesting that. Okay. Uh, things that I think can take you to that next level in your business. Okay. And these are, I think, things that maybe you can sort of quiz yourself on today as you listen to this and you can say, oh, is that something that I'm doing well or is that something I'm not doing or, oh, it's Joe. I was like, who is Antonia? Oh, it's her. She's on her husband's Zoom. I'm like, Joanne, my God, did I recruit a handsome? Oh, I did. No, I did not recruit. No, I did not recruit a handsome man named Antonio. It's Joanne, gorgeous Joanne in Canada. All right. So the first characteristic is I think that that any successful entrepreneur successful small business owner, successful business owner, whatever you want to call it, you're willing to take a risk. Like how risk adverse are you? Ask yourself that, right? Um, As an example, I was coaching somebody today and they were talking about how they have a tendency to uh, quit things too early, right? Or they maybe quit a full-time job too early or whatever it is. Um, And that does happen. Some people certainly quit and go full-time in something too quickly. But I also see it on the other side where sometimes, and that's why I want to bring it up, sometimes we hold on too long, right? We hold on too long. We we end up having the security blanket. And I think sometimes what can happen is we never really cross that bridge of going and taking ourselves to the next level because we're so held on to a backup plan. Right. And that's not for those of you who want to like, don't, don't misconstrue it. I know some of you only want to do this part time or sometime. And I think that's beautiful as well. 
But for those of you who are like, no, I I do have an intention of doing this full time, have an awareness that sometimes we definitely hold on too long. Um, A concept that that Eric Worre taught at GoPro, I think that was three years ago now for Sydney, um, that Sydney instantly was like, oh my God, is she sat there and he basically said something along the lines of, you know, how many of you have a different source of income and then you also have network marketing? And then he said, now, which one is your main focus? And she had written down network marketing. And then he started going into it. And I think it was Brittany who kind of called her on her poop and was like, that is, no, the business is not your, your focus. It's why it's not paying you what you want it to. She's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you think about your job all the time, right? You think about waking up and getting to work on time. You think about packing your, your lunch or where you're going to eat lunch. You think about when you need to go to sleep. You, like she said, hate your job so much it consumes all your mind. Now, if you love your full-time job, of course, it doesn't apply to you. Don't misconstrue what's coming out of my mouth. But some of you are, are always, con- or, you know, consistently, I shouldn't say always, but consistently overwhelmed thinking about your, your full-time job. And you think you're focusing on your business, but really that's shifting into your your network marketing business, right? All that negative thinking about, oh God, I have to wake, I have to go to bed at this time. I can't focus on the sale because I have to do this. I can't blah, 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 because of this. And obviously Sydney then decided, I think it was a 90 day thing. She said, I'm putting in a 90 day notice. Um, and she even said like, I quit, which seemed way too early. She was, I believe a rank four, if I'm not, or a rank two. And then she like shot, yeah, making a hundred dollars a month. You might've quit a little too early. <laughs> But it worked out, okay? Uh, so, but she let go of that. Um, she re- let go of that bridge, is what I'm trying to say. And so, I think sometimes we don't work our businesses because we don't take the risk that's actually necessary. All I'm really trying to say is we don't take that. Um, we we sometimes subconsciously know we have something to go back to. Does that make sense? And when you know you have something that you can fall back on, then you don't put your best foot forward because you know you feel safe. So I'm not trying to tell any of you to feel endangered, <laughs> but what are the things that you know that the bottom's not going to drop out from underneath of you so you don't, you don't live your best life? Or I like that, you're actively living your plan B. So take a risk, okay? Sometimes it's events. Sometimes the risk maybe was buying a five-pack for Empire Playbook. Sometimes it's, um, you know, the 10-pack for Empire U. Sometimes it's getting on the plane and and coming down here or doing whatever. Sometimes it's uh, whatever it is for you. You know, maybe the risk for you is going live because your mother-in-law is a pain in your butt and you think she's going to judge you. I don't know. Like, we all have those things. But we're willing to take a risk. I find that all successful network marketers, they're, they're just a, they're a little more... Like, they just don't care about risks the same way other people do, right? Um, The next thing is they are driven. So I want you to kind of check yourself on your drive. How how, How driven to succeed are you? Because if you are super driven, if you are constantly out there trying to improve multiple aspects of your life, there we go. Like, this is not about only being driven to succeed here, okay, in in this team. I want your marriage or partnership or whatever to be world-class. I want your friendships to be world-class. I want you to be happy and have fun, right? All of these other, like whatever it is for you, you have to be driven to push yourself because if you look at things like, I love using Empire U as an example because Empire U 
When we even pitched it initially as an idea, it made me want to vomit, okay? I was like, no, are people really going to want to go? Are people really going to want to go to the, the, you know, the virtual event? I had these whole, like, I had a bunch of limiting, you know, beliefs around it, you know? I think that's normal. But we were so driven to make it the best. And things you don't even know, like, how many of you enjoyed Empire U? Just out of curiosity, was anybody, like, obsessed with it? We did so many last-minute shifts in it. Because it wasn't good enough. Like, I thought to myself, I'm like, I don't think I would watch that through the whole thing. And I want these people to have all of the tips and tricks they need to build their business. We have to make it world-class. That's what the empire does. We tell everybody in the profession we're a world-class organization. We have to make it better. So with less than two weeks left, we collected hundreds of TikToks. I recorded an extra 20 videos. Like it was nuts. All the extra little things you saw. We were so driven to make it something where I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I don't think it was though. I was like holding my pee because I wanted to watch the whole training. And then I knew I couldn't miss the commercial break. It felt like the Super Bowl. I felt like I needed to plug in the TV. I have TVs in my bathrooms. It's very weird. Okay. But I wanted to plug the TVs in, in the bathrooms and have it streaming on there so I could pee and watch the commercials. Like I'm not even exaggerating. I felt like, I felt like I could not like, it's so weird, but we were so driven to succeed and have a successful event. And so I just ask you to ask yourself, are you somebody who is so driven to make this win? Are you to make this a win or are you resting on your laurels being happy with kind of the status quo, right? Because I think we talk about it enough on this team, but so many of you, I think you're starting to understand that this is it really and truly a platform that can just change everything. And even if it's just a thousand dollars a month, if you weren't to quit your full-time job and you just added an extra $12,000 a year to your household, how different does your life look? You know, we talk a lot about making tens of thousands of dollars or well, we don't really talk about it that much on this team actually at all, but I don't think we talk about enough about it from a year perspective. You know, for those of you making $500 a month, which is a lot of you, that's $6,000 a year. Like bottom line, how does that change your actual life? If you start looking at your business on more of a long, on a, on a long-term scale, and that's not even long-term, but if you're making $2,000 a month, that's $24,000 a year. That's a full-time salary for an average American. <laughs> for a part-time gig, shut up, right? Like you need to think about it like that sometimes instead of saying, oh gosh, this month is hard. Oh gosh, I'm ahead of schedule. You're resting on your laurels if you're, if you're saying, oh, I'm ahead of schedule this month, let me just chill a little bit, right? Next thing I notice, I need another sip of Black Label. It's so good. I think I like Ruby Rush better than I like Blue, Blue Ocean. Yeah, I think I definitely do. What's your favorite flavor, Black Label? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm like all about, I'm not really a, a Blue Ocean girl. I don't know. Oh, are we going to fight together? We're going to fight? What? The lemon, oh, that's not a black label though. That's just, Prince is obsessed with lemon mitoplex. He's been stealing all of my freaking lemon mitoplex. Does anyone else have thieves in their house? I've got thieves in my house. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, the next thing I think everyone needs to be is just very focused on achieving your goals. Okay, goals are not something that you stop shooting for. And that happens a lot in people who are not, um, are not, winning is they readjust their goals. Are you somebody who got, you got to the 15th of the month and you went, Oh, 
let me just change my goal. Oh, this month. Oh, oh, oh. No, if you said that you were going to hit champ by whenever, then you hit champ. You know, I had a call with somebody, uh, coaching all day. She says, I'm going to hit champ by the end of the year. Hit champ by the end of the year. You don't readjust your goal. You know what I mean? And a lot of people do that, but not successful people. It might mean burning the midnight oil. You know, it might be staying up until that last freaking minute of the month and you're putting in sales, but you didn't adjust your goal. And I'll tell you when it hurts a little bit like that, it is better when you win. I will promise you when you have to put in that, that heavy work, not that light work, it just shifts your entire perspective. So be able to set and then focus on your goals, right? This includes short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals, all the way through, okay? And that means you have to be somebody that regularly reviews your progress and makes adjustments as required. Um, a really great assignment that maybe you guys can do that I did. Now, this I, I haven't done this in a while. <clears throat> That's not really true. But I, I think the most the most impactful was when I was when I had like a really crappy life, you know? So maybe for those of you who want to have really big differences made in your life, um, one of the most impactful times I ever did one of these exercises was nine years ago. I did a little goal sheet thing right when I first started in network, uh, in direct sales. And I wrote down my one-year goals, my three-year goals, my five-year goals, and I believe my 10-year goals. And a lot of them were just kind of like, I don't know. You know, I mean, I didn't really think anything of them. Certainly some of them I thought, oh, that's just not even like going to be a thing, but I'll just write it down because if I give myself 10 years to do it, who knows? Um, And then some of them were, I I had a full-time job at the time, right? So some of them were very applicable to having a full-time job. Like one of them, I said I was going to move into, I was going to move down into DC because I lived in the country in Maryland, but that was because one of my other things is that I was going to work in hotels. Like I really wanted to work in Kimpton hotels. I was, that was the job that I had like the final interview for before um, getting fired from the pathology lab and then going full-time in entrepreneurship. But, um, it was crazy because I still have it. It's still in this house. I don't think I'll ever throw that gold sheet away. And it was just written on a white sheet of paper. This isn't fancy. This, this, what, I mean, it's me guys. Like, come on now. <laughs> right. It wasn't written down in some beautiful journal. It wasn't written down on stationery. I didn't get out a freaking calligraphy pen. I just wrote down, uh, one year, three year, five year, 10. And unbelievable because I lost it. How many of you are shocked? Oh, right. None of you. Okay. So I lost it, but then I found it a few years later. And when I looked back at it, it was crazy. Every single thing. I mean, literally everything was checked off, but it was just sitting in my subconscious. It wasn't actually something that I was even looking at. It's not like it was a future board of vision board or whatever you want to call it. It was just something I had written down, which means somewhere inside of you, those things matter to you. Like there were things on there, like I wrote down, I think on like the three year or maybe the five year, um, I wrote down, do a fitness competition, which is so weird because I was not in good shape (laughs) when I wrote that, you know, and I did those. I used to do bikini competitions, but I completely forgot about writing it down. I wrote down, uh, have a $15,000 sales month. I think that was, uh, I think that was year three, but I did that in year one. You know, there were a lot of things where I just was kind of scribbling it out. So I did, I wrote things down, um, about my physical state. I wrote things down about relationships. I wrote things down about finances. I wrote things down about vehicles. I wrote things down all kinds of stuff. And so hi, baby girl. And so 
I want you to put the pen to the paper and maybe write those things down. But it sometimes is those mid-level goals that you kind of forget about that just make a really big difference. And maybe it really is also for, I mean, we're all different. So some of you, maybe it's a small goals that, that, that push you more, but I don't think it matters either way. I just think we need to be focused, focused on achieving goals, whatever they are. And again, that goes back to whatever I said a couple minutes ago, it's about having a well-balanced entire life, like a, a great, you know, great friendships, great relationships, great, great household happiness, great finances, great business, all of it. Uh, next thing that I think is maybe pretty obvious, but maybe common sense ain't so common is everyone I know that is successful is confident, is enthusiastic and is passionate. And, you know, I had a conversation in Louisville on the front porch of Brian Underwood. And I believe Sydney, I know Sydney was there. I think we might've talked about this last week on the zoom, but like, he said, do any of you, like he said, people don't understand what a weapon it is to be confident. What a weapon it is to be confident. Because if you're confident, you show up in a very different way, right? You have more conversations when you're confident. You do more, that's what he said, confident people take it for granted because it's everything, right? Um, and people ask me all the time, how do you become confident? I think you become confident by being trustworthy to yourself. By saying, I'm going to show up on that training and showing up. By saying, I'm going to hit rank two and hitting it. By saying, I'm going to do a 14-day live challenge and doing it. By saying, I'm going to touch base and simple proven results every day and doing it. By saying, I'm going to go on a walk every day and walking. You know, it's that's how you get confident. Confidence is not, oh, I look pretty, I look whatever. No, it's just doing the things. Even when you feel like, I don't know. Okay, no, you just do them, right? And then your brain starts to go, oh, you a bad B. There's a lot of music these days that have bad B, bad B. Okay, I, I like it. I mean, I do. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like, I like that, okay? You have to be confident. It's that swagger that says, hey, I'm here for this. Okay, I'm here for this. Um, we haven't done this in a while, but maybe it's power posing. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's standing in front of a freaking mirror with your hands on your hips or whatever it is. And you're like, yeah, hey, 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 okay, all right. Like, go, you know what something you need to do? You need to go on Airbnb, like the experiences and you need to book a photo shoot for 50 bucks or 100 bucks in your town. And you need to find somebody who puts you in poses. And then they go, hey, every time there's a good, there's a banger on there. Like, I love having Bryson around because when, he's not here right now, but like his brother is, Prince is here. But like when Bryson takes photos of me, like we did, yes, was it two days ago? The whole time he's taking photos, he's like, whoa, whoa, ow, fire. Oh, kill him, Jaylee. Ow, ow, ow. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, like stop it, this is so fun, right, and I'm confident anyway, but he's like, ooh, that's a pose right there, ooh, you know, like I'm hanging out of my car or something, he's like, there it is, that's the Jesse Lee look right there, we found you, like whatever it is for you, I don't know, but it really is kind of like a swagger thing, you just show up differently, and then when you get the photos back, and you're like, well, heavens, oh my goodness, I texted Bryce, I'm like, I am tax 
toxic looking in these photos because I am looking like next level beautiful. Oh my God. Okay. Like go book those shoots. You know, I know we like putting our phones on self timer, but I think it's worth a hundred dollars to, to go do that, that freaking Airbnb experience in Pennsylvania or wherever the heck you live. Okay. Um, and if you live in a fun place, those are really fun. Pl- no, Bryson is not a hundred dollars. Okay. But like, yeah. that's definitely <laughs> be quiet with your laughing. Okay. But anyway, no, he's not $100, but, <laughs> but, um, I'm saying you can find photographers in your area either way. And if you live in a cool place where they know your city, you know, they'll take you to all the places that have like the beautiful architecture or the great lines behind them or places you don't know about or mountaintop photos or, or whatever. Um, I'm like, it's, it's true. It's true. So uh, Brittany, do not tell him I sent, I, I, she says, I'm telling him you sent me for $100. That is not true. You told me you are on the train. Nope, not true. And this is recorded. I will send him the recording to prove that you are lying. Okay. So you keep your Liza Minnelli self over there in Arkansas, Brittany Anderson. Okay. I did not, I did. I'll tell him go to minute 33. Thank you. That's where Brittany Anderson started lying. All right. So now that we've got that, that handled look, you know what I'll even do? Let me let me spotlight you really fast. Oh, oh, she's getting her hair done and she's lying. Perfect. Okay. So at Bryson, I never said, I never said $100. Okay. All right. So moving right along. Alrighty then. <laughs> but the confidence is important. Like I actually kind of like that Brittany's there getting her hair done. Um, Cause she went blonde, I guess, to get the color out just the other day. And I know she's more confident when she's got color in her hair. For those of you who don't know, she's talked about this before multiple times. So like, I love that she's doing that for herself. What are things you need to do to kind of gas yourself up? Enthusiasm, especially in your business. If you want to be a successful business owner and you want to inspire people around you, enthusiasm. Um, people ask me all the time, well, well, hold on a minute. You don't even talk about, you don't even talk about, um, ketones that often. Like you never discuss whatever. I'm like, I don't need to, but neither do you. Like that might sound crazy to some of you, but like people buy from me because I'm enthusiastic. People buy from me because they're like, I want whatever she's on. People buy from me because they're like, she's so happy. If I drink that, will I be happy? Right? People buy from me because they're like, oh, look at her life. Like, I don't, do I drink a ketone and then I get a Lamborghini that shows up in my garage? Is that what happens? Like, what is going, I don't, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but like, It's the enthusiasm, truthfully and honestly. And then it's the passion. And obviously, y'all know me. I am passion personified. How many of you have heard me say that before? That is my bread and butter. I don't know anybody who is more passionate than I am. And it has served me very well. Okay? I'm so involved in caring about what I talk about that you can't tell me nothing. And if I'm going to build a successful business, and if you're going to build a successful business, it's going to start from you never giving up because you know what you know and you're passionate about it, right? You can't get on a Facebook Live and go, I'm very excited about this topic today. So, hi guys. Well, today I woke up and I was so excited. You can probably tell it's all over my face how excited I am. And 
then I woke up and I, I drank my product. So this is my product. It puts you in a better mood. It gives you great energy and focus. <laughs> People are like, energy? I think you're taking it wrong. Like, what is wrong with you? Right? People are looking at you like, this is actually a book of lies. And it's funny because somebody on a different call yesterday was like, oh, I love when Jesse Lee's that calm, just, you know, um, oh God, I don't even remember what, how they wrote it. They wrote it in the chat. They were like, I like that energy of yours. I'm like, what? Well, you are a standalone, uh, on that one because, uh, I maybe would, I mean, and I don't know, cause I actually recruited that person. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? I don't think you're sure about that statement. Uh, because I'm pretty sure you're much more excited and motivated by when I am super passionate. And so how can you bring the passion into your business? You will be more successful. Now, please understand, especially those of you who are maybe new to the front line, because there's a lot of new recruits in the front line. I am not telling you that you need to be all this. I am just telling you it might be a good idea to be a little more you, a little louder, right? A little bit louder, a little bit more enthusiastic, a little bit more passionate, uh, because you inspire other people. And when you inspire other people, you actually end up... uh, almost breeding the confidence, the enthusiasm, and the passion in all of them as well. Because people will start to emulate your energy, right? Like I love when people are like, oh, you're copycatting Jesse Lee. No, you're not. You're just showing up as a, as a louder version of you. That's awesome, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's super powerful and really important, okay? Next thing is if you want to be successful, please understand you have to be self-motivated and self-reliant. There is There is no one that's going to... There is no one that's going to get you going in the morning. There's no one that's going to help you through the day when you are building your own business, right? Obviously, we have our team and we can say get on the power hours and we can say get on this, get on that, get on whatever. And yes, that's true. But like, I can't make you Mandy, Deb, Joanne, Lindsay, Angelica, Tina, Joe, another Lindsay. My God, there's a lot of Lindsay's. Chelsea, Lizzie, another Lindsay. Oh my God. Like how many Lindsay's are on this freaking call? I'm going to go put out a PSA. Uh, I'm recruiting Lindsay's. If you're listening to this, because I'm really loud and you can hear me from across the neighborhood. If your name is Lindsay, I am hiring. Okay. Wow. I mean, literally, there's a lot of you. That's like my name of the week or something. Sheesh. Okay. So sign me up. I love it. Like my whole thing is, you know, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. I'm like, I lost train of thought. You have to show up for you. I can't build your business for you. So you have to be self-motivated to show up in your business. I can't do the keto kitchen for you. I can't do the follow-up for you. I can't go in your home every day and say, okay, Frida, here we go. All right, Boyd, here we go. Come on, Katie. Come on, come on, come on, girl. You got it, Kelly. Like, I'm not treating you like dogs. I'm just not gonna do it, all right? Like, it's not gonna work. You have to be the person who says, I want and I deserve more in my business. I'm gonna show up because my life, I deserve more. My family deserves more. Everyone around me deserves more. And I'm motivated because of something that's inside of me. And as soon as you find that internal motivation is when stuff shifts. It's just when stuff shifts. And it's not to say you can't rely on the team to keep, you know, to be your hype men, right? Obviously, we definitely have hype men all over our team. You know, that's what we do. We're here for one another. But you still have to be the person who does the things. You can't just be the person who's excited and on everybody's celebratory Zooms and whatever else. You really got to be the person who's like, yes, I am here for this, but I need to be here for me too. 
right? So you have to be self-motivated. You have to be the one to set those goals. You have to be the one to show up. Like I know some mornings you don't feel like getting up. You don't feel like doing the morning routine, whatever it is. Who cares? Do it anyway. Uh, The next thing I wrote down is that I think that there is an ability to separate your work life and your private life, okay? Because especially in these first years, and understand what I just said, first years, we are not even at three years yet. We are all in a stage where it is a little overwhelming. It is definitely long hours time for all of us, honestly, if we want to build this thing, okay? We're in the early years. And so understand that working constantly, um, it can create burnout for sure. And so please make sure that when you are on for your family, you are on for your family, okay? And when you're off for your family, you're off for your family. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if I'm explaining this properly. Some of you literally need to schedule times in your day that are just sacred times for you and your partners or you and your children or whatever, okay? Where you just get off the phone, just get off of it, okay? And then also explain to them, I love you. I have to work this business because we promised Daisy we're going to freaking Disneyland and we're never going to take her to Disneyland if we don't freaking show up and work this business. So I love you and I would love to sit here and stare in your eyes for seven hours, but these next seven hours are actually scheduled for the business. So Tracy, you're super hot. I love you. Great, but we have to work. Okay. Like that's, that's real life. Okay. Lee and Tracy are sitting there, so it's perfect. All right. But then when you say, okay, this is Lee and Tracy time, then it's Lee and Tracy time. Don't talk ketones. Go do your bounce chicken wow wow and go about your life, okay? Like you do, they're very excited about that. So wow, all right, wow, I like where this is going, all right? So please make sure you're scheduling that time because you have to. You have to. It is important. It is important that your partners and the people that are important in your life know they're important, right? And sometimes you'll catch yourself. This is like, um, this is me a lot of time with with the God babies, right? They'll come over and I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally just on my phone because it is work hours. But I'll literally take my phone and be like, no, now's actually not the time. And I'll take it and I'll put the phone face down so I can look them in their eyes, so I can talk to them, so I can be present with them. Don't try to do the multitask thing. Um, I think that the people who are best at building the businesses are able to separate, okay, this is time for business. This is time for work. But please, like I said, understand that we are definitely... We are definitely in a... um, Yes, I love that, Sydney, for sure. We are definitely, for the most part, in a stage where sometimes you're going to have to explain that we are putting this thing into momentum. And that's just a conversation you need to have with your partner where you explain, hey, I know I'm working a bit more than I probably want to, but... We're going to get this done. Oh my God, look at Lindsay and her baby. Are you kidding me? Stop it. Oh my God. Ah, I love it. So, uh, but separate that work and family life, okay? The next thing in general, and I think a lot of you are doing a great job at this, is make sure if you want to scale your business, you seek advice from experts, okay? Now, I will just straight up say, I am a network marketing expert, period, full stop, okay? 
that is the happiest baby. Oh my God. Like I cannot even look at the tummy time. Oh my God. You eat a strong neck. You got a strong neck. Look at you, baby. Oh my God. I have to get off the screen. Like I don't even know what to do. I'm so distracted. Okay. Goodbye. All right. So <laughs> you need to seek advice from people who are experts. I love the coaching calls. I love when you show up on Zooms. I love when you ask questions. I love when you seek mentorship because understand that we sh- we all know we don't have the answers. We don't have all the answers. So there was a situation just the other day where I did not know the answer. True story. There's somebody selling courses, uh, which is actually against our policies and procedures in case anybody's wondering, um, cause it ends up being on the solicitation thing. I didn't know that by the way, but now we know. Um, so someone's selling courses. I was like, Oh gosh, what is this? Whatever, whatever. I don't care, but I'm like, okay, before I have a, like a discussion where I don't really know what the, like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, all right, let's go to the Jesse Lee think tank which I told everybody I was going to do uh, moving forward anyway when there's tough decisions because I'll go to an expert in order to build my business. So uh, I didn't go to Lisa because Lisa would be emotional about it, okay? So instead, I went. I literally texted Eric Worry. I said, Eric, I need a phone call. Or Eric, I need mentorship on something. Texted Fraser. I said, Fraser, I need mentorship on something. And I texted Brian and I said, Brian, I need some advice on something, okay? And then I had three completely separate conversations. No names were used. No emotions were used. No anything. I just said, here's what's happening. What would you do? Because I need expertise on it. I need to know how to just kind of handle this. Like, what would you do in a situation like this? What, what would your advice be? And it doesn't matter the whole whatever. Uh, but in some of the people that I just mentioned, like, especially one was kind of like, hell no, you know, whatever. One was kind of like, is it really a big deal? And I was like, uh, you know, and then another one was kind of like, well, da, 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 da. So three, but three completely different perspectives, but it's really important then that you have, it's not an emotional thing then, right? Some of us need to remember that it's okay to ask for advice. It's okay to say, I don't know the answer to this right now. And even to the person who I messaged, who's on the team, I said, you know what? I don't actually, I don't have a, I don't have an answer for you yet. I need to go seek some guidance on it. And the person understood. They're like, sure. And I was like, I'm just going to get on the phone really fast with a couple experts in the field and people who have probably dealt with something like this before, because I don't want to give you an emotionally charged answer. I want to give you a fair answer. And so what are things in your life that you know you need expert advice on? Maybe it's branding. Maybe it's um, communication. Maybe it's uh, selling. Maybe it's recruiting. Maybe it's finances. I don't know, but make sure you're getting advice from people who have expertise instead of making decisions where you're like, Oh my gosh, I just, I don't even know. Okay. Um, next I would say, make sure you are investing in yourself. Okay. And so I see a lot of time when, especially when people are at the beginning of their business, they don't think to make sure they're putting themselves out there enough. Now I'm saying invest and I'm not actually talking about money. I'm talking about make sure you're investing in your marketing. Make sure you're investing in your education. Make sure you're investing in things that you know are gonna get you a return on your investment. So I'm not saying go 
go buy a, a marketing course or I'm not saying go pay for Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Instagram followers or whatever these people are doing these days. I'm saying invest your time in learning for the most part. Understand where the intelligent uh, purchases are. You know, I have had a lot of conversations with, um, with Brittany um, over the last couple of weeks because we're talking about GoPro um, because I, we got a, we have a empire room that we purchased. So it'll be like an event inside of the event. We have like an exclusive empire room. We also have a Spanish empire room as well because the Mexicans have also purchased a room um, because we can't be, they can only have one language per room. So at any rate, so we both kind of had a discussion, like, do we drive, you know, what, you know, should we drive to that? What do we drive to? I'm like, we have to, we need to drive to everything that's important. Thank God Empire Playbook is 49 bucks, right? Super affordable. Uh, sell a trial. You can afford it. You're in, done. And then we both said, and then, you know, obviously the conversation also was had with people like Sydney, people with Jenny, people with anyone who's had any kind of influence or has had their life and business impacted by Eric. And we were like, that was the difference maker. You know, Jenny went from making... What, what was she made? Zero, literally zero dollars month after month after month after month after month, then like twelve dollars, then like thirteen dollars. And then she went to GoPro and she saw, oh my God, there's like normal people making six figures a year. What am I doing? Right. And then ch- everything changed for her. And so I don't say that to like, I'm not hard pitching you on GoPro by any stretch of the imagination. My point is just that there's a lot of value in certain things. So find where the value is for you. I was talking with Angelica on a call today and I said, I wouldn't like, there's several of you on here that I literally wouldn't know if it weren't for GoPro, right? Several of you did not know who I was until Eric Worre said something, right? So Find where it's important for you to invest. You don't need to sign up. I just think you have to get your ticket through the Empire link. We have like a custom link that's made. I'll, I'll send it somewhere. I'll figure, I'll pulse it or something. I don't know. But um, I'm really excited for it as well. And so my point being where, where in your life do you need to invest? Like the $200, the $300, the $50, the, the time. What, investment doesn't have to be money. But anybody who's going to be successful in business is going to invest something, some kind of resources into making their business better. Next thing you got to do, and I wrote this down and I was kind of hesitant to write it down, but I think it's really important we talk about it, is just an awareness around your finances, okay? If you want to run a successful business, have an awareness around your finances. Especially in the network marketing space, I see a lot of this. People have no idea what they're making. Track your money for the next week so you start to at least gain a perspective and an awareness around what you are what you are accruing and what you're spending you know there's some people where it's like you almost feel a guilt like like you're not sell you're not pre-selling trials there's people who literally they see a flavor and they go spend the hundred thirty dollars that was never that's never been my advice Never pre-sell it if you need to. If finances are tight, be have an awareness. Open a separate business account. Know where the money and the cash flow is coming in. Does this make sense? Like, don't go buy your GoPro ticket for three hundred dollars until the cash flow is there, unless you know it's coming in anyway. Or if since we just got paid on the fifteenth, whatever it is. Like, I want you to understand. I want this team to not just make money. I want us to be financially well off. I've talked about this before. This is not about getting rich. This is about getting wealthy. There is a very, very big distinction between rich and wealth. Okay. So I love it because some people see some of the things I have and they go, oh, she one of them rich girls in MLM. She buying the 
house and the car. You have no idea the investments I have. You have no idea the financial decisions that I make that have created wealth for generations. Anybody who's going to be super successful, monitor your finances. Don't make stupid decisions. I feel like I'm like harping on Sydney, but she's in the middle of my call. There's been times like I love steak. Okay, you want to like make me love you. Uh, a good way generally involves a dead cow. Okay, so like I'm just gonna say, all right, it's just true. Like if you're vegan, I love you, Tina Joe. But like the way my mouth is set up, the animals we rescue the animals, but then yeah, okay. So anyway, like food, purses, shoes, same same. So Lamborghini leather, like I don't know, but anyhow, so cows, just cows in general, they do it for me. All right. So, (laughs) so I'm just saying like, I love this because there's been now two occasions where I'm like, I'm going out to go get steak from a steakhouse. And I know it's a hundred dollar meal, like per person, basically. Right. I don't think about it because my finances are at a different point. Two occasions now, Sydney's been responsible enough to go. I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a meal right now. Like it's just not financially intelligent. She can, she has the money to do it, but where is a hundred dollars better spent? Is it better spent on saving? That's $200 right there. There's her GoPro ticket. Do you know what I mean? Like we have to think about this sometimes. Sometimes we need to think about the crap we're adding to our, our online shopping account. I'll give you a weird tip I had when I was broke and I wanted to make money in network marketing, but, or direct sales, but I was still like in the poor house. I would go online to websites that I wanted to shop at whether it was like Forever 21 or Victoria's Secret or Louis Vuitton. I didn't care about Louis Vuitton back then. I was Paul. But anyway, like whatever, okay? Wherever you like to shop, H&M, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Best Buy. And I would add a bunch of stuff that I want to carts. Has anyone ever done this? Like I would spend an hour virtually shopping like, ooh, let me get that. Ooh, let me see what that's so cute. I would add all this crap to a cart. And then right before I went to sleep or whatever, I would literally exit. I would X the entire website and it's so weird, but it actually gave me the same high. I don't know why. Like I didn't care. Like I didn't, I woke up the next day and I was fine. But I think a lot of us, you know, in that, in that, um, very maybe indecisive almost moment where you're kind of in between whatever you're like, Oh, I want to impulse buy. I want to impulse buy. Don't impulse buy. Just, just shop and then delete it. Okay. But monitor your finances because that's the way you're going to be able to go to events. That's the way you're going to be able to invest in your team. That's the way you're going to be able to do incentives. That's the way you're going to be able to do all of the things is by having that awareness over your finances. Um, I sort of already touched on this, but be committed to lifelong learning. Everyone I know that is super successful is a lifelong learner. You know, like I had, to, I, I, every night at nine o'clock, it turns into podcast and tub time. Like that's what I do. Like I, or audible, like, or just reading period. Plus every morning I wake up and I read, like there's a lot going on. I love to learn because learners are earners. A lot of people want to earn, but they won't learn. Like you can't make more money if you're at the same level of value in your life. You can't, you can't give more people value if you're not willing to, to, have more to say. You know, you want to be in relationships with higher level people. You want to have friendships with people who are better than you. Then you better read a book so you can go have a conversation where you don't sound like a dodo bird. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes good sense, but sometimes we don't think about this. So you need to be committed to lifelong learning because continuous personal development 
whether it has everything to do with the direct sales space, network marketing space, entrepreneurial space or not, it just changes who you are as a person. We talk about this a lot on the frontline Zoom, but I think I'm such an empathetic person. Like I run such a business with so much empathy because a lot of the stuff I listen to on podcasts is not about business, right? It's about people's lifelong journeys. It's about people's stories. It's about the lives that they've lived. And when you start to hear other people's perspectives and stories, that is also lifelong learning. Um, the podcast last night, I, I mentioned it on a, on tea time today also, but I was listening to Tim Ferriss's, the Tim Ferriss show, which is like one of my uh, Tim is one of my like lifelong, not lifelong, 12 years now. Uh, the reason I intermittent fast is, is Tim Ferriss actually. So, but anyway, um, so I was listening to the Tim Ferriss show and it literally just like turned on cause it's the next episode. I'm sitting in the tub and he opens it up. It's not his normal little like jingle song that Tim Ferriss always does. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of weird. And he starts it by basically saying I was, uh, uh, during Corona, he's like a very anxious and paranoid kind of person, I guess. And he goes in it in the episode, but, uh, as to why, but he says, uh, I was asked a question in the middle of Corona. Like if you were to die, cause he has respiratory issues. If you were to die during the Corona pandemic or whatever you want to call it, whatever, this is not a political discussion, obviously. Um, what is something that you have not shared with the world that you would, uh, you would be really upset. You didn't tell anyone. And he hadn't told anyone, but he was sexually abused as a child by his babysitter, like for years and never told anyone until that episode that happened to play on my podcast last night. And I was like, whoa, like, and somebody, you you know, like, I don't know if any of you even know Tim, but like, I have gotten so much value and mentorship. I always knew he was kind of quirky. I always knew he was kind of like, you know, like sort of like he was always like, I always, you can always feel the anxiety sometimes when he's coaching and train or, you know, uh, podcasting and whatever. And it was almost like kind of, there was something there, but he never discussed it for the first time ever. He literally talked about it. And that's like the number, that's the most downloaded podcast of all time. So can you imagine like, like anyway, my whole point of that is your life. And then he goes through resources to give to people who have gone through traumas. Like all of these things, you should just know there's different ways to personally develop. Personal development is not just reading a book on how to sell. It's not just reading a book on how to lead. It's not just listening to a podcast on how to recruit. It's so much more to that. So just be committed and then focus on what's important. So We have to deal with a lot on a daily basis. Small business owners, large business owners, business owners, period. You're dealing with a lot. So you, if you want to be successful, need to learn how to prioritize, right? Learn what you have to do and what you don't have to do. And sometimes we do things because it gives us clout instead of things that will actually build the business. Saying no to certain things, saying no to certain activities, saying that is not the best use of my time, whatever that is. That's okay. And the best business owners are going to say, no, I don't have time for that. Yes, I have time for that. No, I don't have time for that. Yes, I have time for that. So cut through all the crap and keep the focus on the things that actually will have a bottom line impact on your business is very, very powerful. And then be open to change. Be open to change. Be open to change. There's a quote from like a podcast I listened to earlier this week and I said it on some training. Maybe somebody remembers it. I don't remember. It was something along the lines of change and change is inevitable and the strongest people in business are going to be people who are willing to see change, also accept change and understand that that is how we grow. And so the most successful most successful business owners are going to look at change and say, that is my opportunity to grow. That's my opportunity to thrive. That's my opportunity to, um, 
to become a better person. Yes. And I love that you just said that. That's I'm so in alignment with what you just said. Lee and Tracy just typed Kaizen, which is so wild because there's another, uh, there is another very large team in network marketing that I actually got the in-service idea from, which obviously changed all of Empire U. Their team is called the Kaizen team. They're the only other team I know of in network marketing that is branded as well as we are. Um, and that's the whole thing is that we're changing, we're growing, we're adapting, we're learning from each other. Um, it's a Japanese principle. You guys can Google it if you want to called Kaizen. And then the last thing, since I know we're out of time, hi, Wookie Lee, is resiliency. Because running a business is not easy. It's never going to be easy. And it's not because network marketing is not the easiest business on planet Earth, because y'all know that I think it is the easiest business on planet Earth. It is the other stuff inside of it. You have to have resiliency. You have to understand some people are going to quit. You have to understand you're going to have bad days. You have to understand you're going to have days when you don't feel like showing up, when the weather's not good and you feel like, I'm exhausted. How many ketones am I going to need to drink to get through today? Okay, it's, it is that you're going to get kickback. You're going to get pushback from people. But if you understand that it's all about one step forward, one step forward, one step forward, one step forward to get you where you want to go, then it doesn't matter. That's the resiliency. That's where the success really sits is when you're going through the storm and you pull yourself out anyway and you bring people, of course, with you. But resiliency is so important and I love what you just said. The only way to fail is to quit. We say it all the time on this team, right? And it's awesome because the retention, the closer you get to me is so high. Like people really just don't quit, uh, which I love. But there are definitely people who kind of, we all do, where you kind of get like led astray for a minute, right? But it's that resiliency to say, okay, today's not easy, but maybe tomorrow's better. This month's not easy, but maybe next month is better. This isn't the most ideal situation, but how am I going to get better and grow through it. It's that feeling the resistance and going forward courageously anyway. So those are whatever, I don't know, 15, 16, I don't know, uh, ways I think that successful business owners end up having success. And I hope you got to kind of rate yourself wherever that is in there, wherever you are um, in, in different areas of that. And then now you know where to improve. It kind of reminds me of when I say kind of journal out who your ideal partner is, right? Writing it down on a sheet of paper. And then when you're looking at it, like, okay, you want somebody in shape. Well, are you? Okay, no, maybe not. Okay, you want somebody wealthy. Okay, well, are your finances in order? Okay, come on, sister, right? Uh, you want somebody who, uh, you know, is super positive. Well, are you positive or are you a negative Nelly? You want somebody who's health conscious and then there you are sucking down ho-hos. I don't know, whatever. Those taste, I, I don't know, that's just like, ooh, that sounds really yummy right now. Ah, I want a cupcake in the face. All right, but anyway, like, you need to make sure you're in alignment with the things in your business to take you where you want to go. So love you guys. And of course, appreciate you.